coming up on Real Life Leadership with Tracy Spears. Uh, if you've ever been to visit someone of that generation, if you go in the kitchen, you're likely to find the sandwich bags that are, have already been used, but they've been cleaned out and they're in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. Or you might find aluminum foil, it's folded up, right. and it's put back in the drawer. Yeah, so, yeah. and... and this is my grandma, totally. And she, if you're looking for spare change or anything, that's the generation, go to their house, look under the mattress, something, because that generation grew up during the Great Depression. Uh, you know, they learned um, what it was like, like to live through actually two wars because mm. that generation covers a 40-year span, 45-year okay. span. But um, So they, they knew what it was like to grow up during the war, grow up during the Great Depression, during the bread lines. So they, they come from that background. Yeah. So We could use some of that right now, don't you think? Well, that I, con conservation and yeah, we've, gone, actually, we've gone completely the other way, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Real Life Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Spears, author, speaker, advocate, and someone who loves to hear inspiring, extraordinary stories from everyday people. I'm fortunate that I get to meet so many different people and I'm super excited to introduce you to one of them now. Hi, my name is Tracy Spears and I'm super excited to introduce you to Nancy Gunter. So you're my guest today and we're gonna talk about whatever you wanna talk about. So first of all, tell them a little bit about you, who you okay. are and Anything that you think is interesting? Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, all yeah, right. That's, the list is long. It's, yeah, just infinite, <laughs> right, on interesting details. Um, so I am the Chief Learning Officer for the YMCA of Greater Tulsa. Um, I have worked for the YMCA for many, many years. Um, that's the greatest title ever, by the way, Chief Learning Officer. Yes, right? yes. Some people have actually said they really want my title. Oh. I don't know if they want my job, but they want my title. Okay. So that's a, you might that's want to a find out thing. between the two which, which it is. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. As long as they're not searching for my job, it's there okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, but basically, with that title comes mm -hmm. the responsibility of human resources, risk management, and staff development. Okay. Staff development is my passion. Mm. I absolutely love it. Well, I, I said, mm, like, I don't know that. I've seen you in action, and it, I can tell that it's your passion and that you're amazing at it. So the, the first time I saw you was in some camp widgie wagon or something. I don't know where we were, right? <laughs> right, yeah. She had me yeah. come, and I got to do a little training with your, yes. your team. Yeah. And, it was, and it, they still talk about it? Well, I, and, and do I, as, as do I. So, uh, But all the, like, the icebreakers that you did, and they were so engaged, and I thought, what an amazing yeah. leader you are. So, Well, I appreciate that. that, was, I, that you know, there's one thing when I do trainings, a lot of times I'll ask people, you know, what are you, what is it about you that other people don't know, or tell me something that you're passionate about. And then they always, you know, the class, whoever it is I'm talking to, they ask that same thing of me. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing, always the, the same answer, and it's always true every single time, which is what I'm passionate about is exactly what I'm doing right then. Nice. Which is trying to impart information that I might know or else learn information from them that I don't know. Well, you can tell. Yeah, you can tell that about you. But I don't think that's the thing you're most passionate about. Do you think, is it? Well, you have another passion in your life right now. Do you know what I'm even oh, thinking? I don't know. I have so many. I follow you on Facebook, so I've got 
Oh, that's passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right? been a passion for like two years. Let's now. not tell anybody. Let's just talk about it. Okay. As if everybody knows what it is. Yeah. So as see. if everybody knows what it is, right? If they don't, then they can find me on Facebook and yeah. then they'll know exactly what it is. Oh my yeah. gosh. I see yeah. this is I'll now have like four thousand likes on Facebook. You will hardly wait. I know. They'll be the chief learning officer. Let's just tell them. Let's spare them all the drama of trying to find you. On what your what your passion oh, what my passion is right, right now, now? Yes. building a log home right yes now this is not just a log yes. home this no, is like this is, a log lodge yes That's too big <laughs> too big we're gonna have conferences and things there you should you absolutely totally should. it looks like it when you drive up to it Does but it? when you get in it it's actually not as big as what you might think but it it is our dream it's totally our dream home. <sighs> And we are literally building it, That's literally so building awesome. it, with the help of family and friends. So you say literally building, like you're hammering, the, you're mm -hmm. putting the walls up, mm -hmm. you're putting the elect electricity every, in. Every bit of it. My cousin, Johnny Brumlow, and I have to give him credit because without him, it would not have plumbing or electricity either okay. one. It'd just be like a, like a log shack. A true log, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the, the old yeah, but, log. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So when but, did this start? So you, so you always wanted a log home, or I mean, what? How's yes. That? Okay. Yeah. So Tracy and I, Gosh, we've been talking about it for 20 years. Oh, when wow. we were little, both of us, yeah. completely independent of each other, wanted a log home. We wanted to live in a log cabin. That was it. We wanted to live That's... in a log cabin. And so every time we'd take vacations, we'd go and we'd stay in like, you know, little log homes or log cabins or things like that. And we'd talk about it and say, one day, one day, when we retire. And then uh, about, I don't know, three or four years ago, we said, why are we waiting until we retire? Right now we actually have income, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> so steady income. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and do it now. So, oh, wow. so we started planning then. We bought the land and then my cousin made the offer. And when okay. he made the offer to come and help us build it, we were like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the, that's <laughs> we'll, the universe we'll showing up to say yes, 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 right? Absolutely. We probably had 50 or 60 different people at some point doing something that's in the house crazy. and sometimes they know what to do and they come in and they teach other people who have no clue and then other times it's just people that are there to help and they don't know how to do anything wow. so we teach them what very little bit we know well, this if the house is still standing in like 15 years we'll know we did everything right <laughs> <laughs> well this is going to be one hell of a housewarming party if you've had this many people helping oh, yeah. plus you have all of us that are yeah. dying to get out there yeah. and see it right multiple parties yeah okay yeah. so you're going to have a giant yeah, at every party, night, bonfire. every night a different group. Sure. Every night. Well, yeah. that, I'm so happy for you that for both yeah. of you that you know you get to have that dream and and you know you're going to be living it soon. So and we'll do yeah. maybe we'll do some meetings out there. Who knows? Yes, yes, no, right? yes, yes. Absolutely. So, so you so you have you do have a lot of interest. I know your passion is teaching. I know mm -hmm. you're you're incredibly passionate about the generations and the different generations. So yes. I've seen I've seen you you know hold a couple of audiences. Uh, just talking about the generations. So tell us how that, you know, how did you get involved in that? Yeah, well, so I've always been fascinated just with people in general and the fact that people view things differently. And so in 2008, I got my master's degree and for two years, so 2006 to 2008, I did intensive study on, at that point, the four generations in the workforce. Okay. And so I studied that, my, the sort of the focus of it was supervising the generations. Okay. And so uh, two years I did intensive study, wrote papers, you know, read tons of books on it, sure. and just became fascinated with the differences that people brought to 
the workplace. And so then since that point, of course I'm working for an organization that has staff that work in all, you know, we, we oh, hire, right. I mean, it doesn't matter what your age is, we'll hire you, you know, as long as, you're, you, can be as 18, you can do the job. You right? can, well, you can be 16 and be hired as a lifeguard. Okay. So we always hired the youngest, but then on the other end, we'll, you know, as long as you can do the job, you can be any age. And so we have staff in every generation and then we also have members, cradle to grave. So we've got, sure. so I'm seeing everything that I learned in two years, I'm seeing all of it play out in work sure. as I'm, you know, as I'm going through my master's. Then when I graduated, so 10 years ago, I've, I've continued to read and sort of keep current on not only the four, but now this fifth generation mm. that we're hiring that are members in our branches. And so I'm seeing all this play out, everything that I'm learning and picking up, I'm yeah. seeing it all play out. In, in front of me in real life. Right. And I'm seeing the, you know, all the characteristics of each generation, sort of what, what fits. Um, Do you mind giving us like a quick overview of each generation really quickly? Like if yeah. you could, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully so, so. I won't get too long-winded. Okay. Um, so the traditionalist is okay. the oldest generation. Um, they are, so just, just thinking about various things about them, they are the ones that uh, if you've ever been to visit someone of that generation, if you go in the kitchen, you're likely to find the sandwich bags that are, have already been used, but they've been cleaned out and they're in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. Or you might find aluminum foil, it's folded up, right. and it's put back in the drawer. Yeah, so, yeah. and, and. This is my grandma, totally. And if you're looking for spare change or anything, that's the generation, go to their house, look under the mattress, something, because that generation grew up during the Great Depression. Uh, you know, they learned um, what it was like, like to live through actually two wars because mm. that generation covers a 40-year span, 45-year okay. span. But um, So they, they knew what it was like to grow up during the war, grow up during the Great Depression, during the bread lines. So the, they come from that background. Yeah. So We could use some of that right now, don't you think? Well, that con I, conservation and... Yeah. We've gone, we've Actually, gone completely the other way, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so, so there's an interesting connection with this generation. So in 2008, when the stock market crashed, right. um, this generation sort of reverted back to that we're afraid we're about to go into another Great Depression. So they, uh, there was a lot of anxiety. Our generation, generation now. Are you talking about the younger one? No, 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 that was the older one in oh, 2008. Okay. Okay. That older generation felt, felt that when that occurred. Ah. So that's one interesting connection recent to that generation. But the other recent one is the millennials actually have an interesting connection with the traditionalists. So the millennials are the the generation that we're dealing with in the workforce the right. most right now. And so they would be like, what roughly are the ages of? Uh, uh, millennials are about 22-ish to upper 30s. Okay, right now, okay. Yeah, yeah, in that general range. Um, but the traditionalists were willing to sacrifice for the greater good. Mm -hmm. And for them, it was the wars and you know giving back, making sure that we had freedom. The, tr the millennials are also willing to sacrifice for the greater good, but their greater good is more like the environment, um, giving back to the community, but they're willing to sacrifice and they don't have to have everything in order to get that. So it's an interesting connection between interesting. those two generations. You know, and what's yeah. true about that is I'm thinking of like the water company, like all these, the plastic water bottles, all the things mm -hmm. that you're seeing them come up with alternatives to you know, the toilet paper that doesn't have the toilet paper roll anymore. Yeah. Like all those are, yeah. they say are millennials that are kind of forcing us and that I love that. Yeah. 
yeah. All right, so absolutely. you have the traditionalist and then... So that's the traditionalist, okay. and the next group is the boomers, okay. uh, the baby boomers, and of course, we have been the ones, so that's my generation. So you want to do a big yell for I didn't know if you were going to uh, yeah. give it well, up that the, you were a baby normally, boomer. Normally, yeah, yeah. Normally I'm like, oh, you know, we're pretty much right all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with the baby boomers, uh, they were, um, or we are, the generation that has always created change because we're a large generation. We're the largest generation of all mm. generations. We're the largest. Um, but we've always created change. Everywhere that, that the baby boomers have gone, change has occurred with them. Whatever it was that baby boomers wanted, they had enough power to cause because that they had, to happen. they had the most numbers. Mm -hmm. So when you yep. say we're the largest, but it's by, by numbers, not the, the time span, you're talking about right. how many largest people Largest by numbers, okay. yeah. It, it's about a 20 year period of time, okay. but largest by numbers, yeah. Although not by much over millennials, which is creating a bit of a rub between those two generations. Baby boomers parented millennials, that's the primary group that parented millennials, but yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting relationship between boomers and millennials in the workforce and boomers and millennials at home. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, it mm. is. It is very interesting. And I'm actually thinking right now, as I talk about this, there's a generational expert going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, "Oh, this is not the oh, expert." Ex yeah. yeah. So I want to, but just finish them up though. Like okay. you're just kind of. I I know that you do a, an in depth, and it's probably not fair. It'd be more fair if I asked you this because you weren't an expert in it than it is to ask an expert to give a quick overview. So I'm, I okay. think I've set you up to fail. But let's finish it up. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Still to come on Real Life Leadership with Tracy Spears. My dad was totally into ZZ Top and Led Zeppelin and all that. Really? Oh, yeah. And we had like the giant, you know, this giant case that had all, you remember, like all those big Oh, yeah. Track. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. a generational thing. It is. So we've just it like, is. like, there's two generations that are like, who are these two old women and what are they talking? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, completely. Millennials are checked out. Yeah, they're, like, they're gone. Well, they weren't. They're just not still listening anyway. This, this wasn't interesting. Hi, my name is Tracy Spears. I'm the co-founder of the Exceptional Leaders Lab, along with my business partner, Wally Schmader. We've put together an online leadership series that I think you're gonna find really valuable. The content is taken from our best-selling books, What Exceptional Leaders Know and The Exceptional Leaders Playbook. Our goal in the online course is that you can not only watch it, learn a little bit of information, but to be able to take that information and go immediately use it in your organization. We're gonna cover all kinds of different tactics personal development tactics, leadership tactics, things we think are gonna be a, a great resource for you. We're gonna talk about the six crucial steps to developing your personal brand. Everything affects your personal brand. It's the, the combination of all of these things and they create that brand. I think Jeff Bezos says it best. He says that brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Makes you wanna never leave the room, right? You don't get to choose whether you have a personal brand or not. You have one, like Tracy said, so you just get to choose what it is. All of that information is trying to get to one thing, and that is that you're born in a, with a particular part of your brain that's more developed. In that development, it creates this lens that you view the world. And in viewing the world through that particular lens, it creates different assumptions through the lens. Goal setting for leaders. So taking care of your most valuable asset. Organizing your personal board of directors. This next section is what Brussels sprouts and leadership have in common. Well, they talk about how you can find a leader anywhere in an organization, and it's true. And the reason it's true is because leadership is influence, and you can influence from anywhere, you, wherever you are in the org chart. So I think this proves that out, that old saying. Uh, you don't have to be 
have the big business card or the big corner office to be an influencer, that's for sure. Managing up. Making meetings work. The five conversations that leaders have to get right. Our next section is the power of recognition. We're going to talk about all the things we can do as leaders to leverage recognition to drive performance with our team. Accountability and engagement. Let's keep the conversation going about diversity and engagement in the workplace. As a middle-aged heterosexual white guy, I'm, <laughs> an, I'm an expert at this. And if there's anything you need to know about diversity and inclusion, I'm probably the guy to go to. Progressive companies saying this is the right thing to do. You know, diversity, inclusion is something we need to do because we want to, we're good people and we want to do good things. That this is flipped now and it's just been the last three years, all of the data is piling up to make the case that if you want to perform, if you want to compete, you better get diverse because you're selling to a diverse audience. You can't be one thing and sell to another, right? So if you want to, if you want to sell to everybody, if you want to sell a lot, if you want to provide a lot of service, you better get diverse, you better get inclusive. Now that you've seen a little bit about the course, hopefully you're super excited to get started. All you need to do is go to exceptionalleaderslab.com, click on the box that says online course, and sign up today. All right, so you've got the boomers, okay. and then you've got the, the uh, Generation X. Experts. This is where I them. raise That's the where you are. I'm, All right. a, I'm a customer. Yeah. I think you call me a customer. Yep. Would that be right? Yep. Not yeah. me, but in the five years of the shift of any generation. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a customer as well. Yeah. Actually, I'm on the boomer side, but yeah. Okay. So with Gen X, um, the the tough thing about Gen X. So Gen X is a small generation, and they grew up during a really rough time uh, in our country, in society. They saw a lot of things occur. But the interesting thing about Gen X is because they were so small, they actually couldn't force change to happen. So the boomers still had control of everything. And so, I which is another that. reason creates the, the rub, a little yeah. bit of a rub between boomers and millennials is that when Gen X came in, boomers didn't have to change anything because Gen X wasn't strong enough to actually that is true. cause that to happen. Hmm. So. But then after Gen X comes Millennials, okay. and with Millennials comes change. And they have a lot of power, they have a lot of buying power, they mm -hmm. have a lot of workforce power. They are fully in the workforce now, and, and they are causing things to happen. They're causing change this, to occur. But you love I that, right? I love this generation, yeah. yeah. And why? That, well, in the organization that I work for, um, one of the greatest things about Millennials is they want to give back. Mm -hmm. They, they want to make a difference in whatever it is they're doing. Mm -hmm. and so doing what I do, um, knowing that they want to make a difference is like the wah yeah. for the YMCA sure. because that's what we do. It's your you know, mission. We make a difference. Yeah. yeah. And so this generation coming in, they are our future. And so as I was doing the research and I learned all of this about that generation, even then, so this was 10 years ago, when people were paying attention to millennials, but not like they are today. Yeah. Even at that point, I was like, you know, this is... Mm -hmm. This is big. This yeah. is important for our organization. They are our future. For sure. Yeah, so. I can't even think of another organization, maybe McDonald's, maybe a fast food that would have mm -hmm. that many millennials in it that the, as the why, or is that, do you uh, think that's true? Could, well, right? yeah, probably. Right. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Just, just from quantity of workforce. Yeah, that's but, where the majority yeah. of the jobs, yeah. you know, go. Yeah. So, and there's another generation. And then there's out. another one, yeah, that's, that's just probably the, the oldest of this last generation, and they've got multiple names, pluralist generation, edge generation, iGen, okay. they've got just like pivotal generation, they've got multiple names right now. Okay. Um, but the oldest of them is probably 
late teens, early 20s in that range. Um, don't know exactly what the ending date of the generation is, yeah. but they are being parented primarily by Gen X, and so they are going to be a, of a more independent nature okay. than what the millennials. Millennials are very team-oriented, and this next generation is going to be much more individual-oriented. It'll be, it'll be interesting because they'll bring a different way of viewing life. That makes it interesting. You keep using the word, and I think it's true. Like it's, it is a different mix that, and the the generations honor different, you know, traits and whatever. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot to keep up with. And there's no Gen Y anymore. Is Gen Y was is the millennials? Was yeah, that it's, a, it's one and the same. Okay. It's every every generation has usually multiple names. They've got a lot when the generation first starts, and then they sort of start to narrow down to this is what most people call this generation. Okay. So most people call the millennials millennials. Some people will still refer to them as Gen Y, okay. but it's the same thing. All right. I mean, the same thing. Well, so, I, I have learned a lot from you just in sitting in a couple of your classes and as, you know, uh, our organization, Exceptional Leaders Lab, is, you know, trying to do more and more to get you to, you know, get out there and yeah. do that, you know, a lot of the different uh, talks that you do, but that's been one that's been so fun to get to see you do, so. Yeah, yeah. But you have a lot of things that you can talk about, right? What are you, is that the thing you're most passionate about or do you have other topics that you're passionate about? That's the one I'm most passionate about, um, simply because I just love watching, yeah. watching it happen. Yeah. I love watching people interact and see, seeing people interact. But yeah. I'm also passionate about, well, I love the topics that Exceptional Leaders Lab has, you know, all the all the the you know, personal board of directors, personal brand, and all of those are fantastic because it's actionable. You can actually do something with the information. Yeah. It's not you know sit and learn and be like, oh yeah, well that was nice. Yeah. It's actually you go home and you do something with what you just learned. Yeah. So, those are all fantastic, and I love them. That's um, gonna feel like a setup question. I didn't mean it for that, but thank you. I'll just say. Oh well. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hey, and now uh, let's talk about how amazing we are. <laughs> But you, but you've been delivering that, so you, you're, you're, yeah. not, you're not just talking yeah. about it conceptually. I know you've been out there, out there doing that. Yeah. All right. So, I'm, so I'm like pounding through things I think of when I think of you. You're an athlete, so you're, you're, and you just can, make, can we tell them you have to, <laughs> both of your knees are playing? Is that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you expect me to limp on stage? I know, I know. Yeah. But you. So I watched you, like not literally, but you got a knee replaced, and like I saw you like mm -hmm. three months later at a meeting because you were the chair of the local. Tulsa Area Human oh, yeah, Resource yeah. Association, Association, and you yeah. like walked in like not like there was no big deal. Like it looked like you made that recovery look so easy. <laughs> was it? Yeah, Dr. Barrington is my doctor. Okay, let's get him to give me a discount. Okay, because I just mentioned his name. Yeah, you did. Maybe he'll sponsor this, this podcast. Right. Dr. Dallas, Barrington calls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the recovery is was hard. It was. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it, it wasn't. Uh, it's well worth the decision because of the shape that both of my knees were in. Mm. But, but when you go from you know, being really active to all of a sudden you're on a walker. And my physical therapist was fantastic though nice. because she actually would not let me get off the walker or the cane until I did not limp. And she, I mean, I could, have, I could have set both of them aside within probably a few days, but it took, probably two and a half or three weeks before she would let me walk without the cane. Now that's an interesting strategy because most people just do that. They set it aside because they don't want to have that yeah. associated to it. Yeah. So what is that, muscle memory? Is that what? what? Yeah, yeah okay. partly. Partly okay. that, yeah, yeah. Um, just partly strength too of, of the left leg specifically. That was the one that I limped on the most. It was the one that was in the worst shape. Hmm. 
And so, yeah, it, it, uh, it was hard because I wanted to, I wanted to just walk. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could walk. Yeah. Just let me walk. Yeah. And she was like, well, you can walk if you want to limp the rest of your life. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Okay. And give me the cane back. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. very obedient oh. as we're learning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you I, know, I you don't the rules. I don't lie. the rules. Yeah. That's right. Well, I try. I'm yeah. just not very good. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, but, and you're, so you, I saw you like do like a big bike ride or something. So mm -hmm. you, how long between when you had the surgery and you got back on the bike and like, we're talking like long bike rides. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, not as long right now. It's mm -hmm. the beginning of the season, but yeah. Um, and actually it was, so I had the first surgery in May and I actually did a triathlon mm. in September. And then wow. I had the second surgery in October. So I was determined to get one triathlon in in between the two. So you did two knee surgeries in one year? I did. Oh my yeah, About gosh. six months apart. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm yeah. rubbing my knee because that just made my knee hurt. <laughs> so you did a triathlon, you were a triathlon at six months in then? What would that have been? Uh, Do the math. About, about five months after the first surgery, I did, I did a triathlon. I was not fast. Yeah. It was not you just did it. But too. it was completed. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the question would be, was it easier to do five months in with a new knee, hadn't gone through that, or would mm -hmm. it have been easier to do with the old knee and so much pain? Uh, at five months, it might have been equitable. Yeah, about, about the same. <laughs> but today, yeah. it's tons easier. Yeah. Today so you're still doing with, them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do sprint and Olympic distance. There's four different distances. I, I don't like the two long distances. Yeah. It takes way too much planning and energy. Yeah. But the sprint and the Olympic distance, I, I can train for those. I like training for those. And, God, do you just do them around here or do you travel to do them? I or? travel. I travel, yeah, to mostly, like, mostly Oklahoma, but sometimes Texas or Kansas. Okay. Sometimes it's destination. I was going to say, you it's don't like, want to do one in Maui or something? Is oh, there yeah. Some, yeah. But, no, well, actually, no, not there because it's too windy. That's one thing I don't like about Oklahoma is it's too windy. Yeah. I look at the wind speeds to decide how far I'm going to ride in what oh, direction. Gosh. So that totally reminds me of Diane and I, Ed. So I'm having a little... Have you read her book? Uh, so she's the one that swam from Cuba to oh, Florida? Oh, right, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah. I listened to her book on tape, okay. and all I'm going to say is listening to her voice talk about her challenge like if you think you've got issues about anything you listen to that you're like i got nothing man i'm good like i have no wow. complaints you, you would love that book i probably would i'll yeah. give it to you on tape or okay. see well it's actually a cd i'm sure you could I'm do out sure the audible. i have a cd player probably in my truck <laughs> <laughs> i think the, the, yeah. the, we probably should edit that truck. out <laughs> 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 do you don't have a cassette in there do you uh, no okay. no it's not that old <laughs> I remember the eight-track tapes. This is, so this uh, is going way uh, back. Like you know, uh, remember pushing it in and the, pulling it out, and it was so bubbly because it was so hot in the eight-track. Yeah. What was your favorite eight-track tape? Remember? I've n I've never really been into music, but I believe that I ha I know I believe that I had one. I actually saved one because I thought one day this is going to be valuable. Okay. I, I didn't manage to save it long enough for it to ever become valuable, but I think it was the Eagles or else the Beach Boys. Both good two. choices. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was okay. rocking uh, at that time bread, the best of bread, and Super Tramp. And okay. yeah, I'm trying to think of it. Like I can, I can see. Uh, my dad was totally into ZZ Top and Led Zeppelin and all that. Really? Oh yeah. And we had like the giant, you know, this giant case that had all. You remember like all those big. Oh yeah. Tracks. 
yeah. This is a generational thing. It is. So we've just it like, is. like there's two generations that are like, who are these two old women and what are they talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, completely. Millennials are checked out. They're yeah, like, they're what? gone. Well, they weren't, they're not still listening anyway. This, this wasn't there's, a slide, there's a slide in my presentation that has a picture of uh, a cassette tape with a pencil. Oh, and okay. the question is, do you know the relationship between these two items? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 It's all, yeah, it's always yeah. interesting to be like, does anybody in here actually know the relationship between these two items? Well, and you're smart if you use a pencil. Most of us were still like, didn't figure out that, you know, yeah. that was part of the fun yeah. of it. That yeah. is so funny. Well, <laughs> I am so excited for you and what you, you know, you've got this log home and two new knees and yes, you've got a, you. oh, there's a lot of good reasons to be Nancy Gunter right now, aren't there? Mm. There are. Yeah. There are. Well, I'm. I'm just. I'm thrilled that we're. You know, being able to partner up a little bit on some of these speaking engagements, and you've been great to. You know, say, hey, I'll, I'll take some of those gigs, and hey, you know, teach us some of the things that you're doing. So, I'm really excited about our partnership. Yeah, so. me too. Completely. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, if you could say one final thing, like what you're most looking forward to, so it can be anything. Like, what would it be? Like, by the end of the year or the next couple of years, what what would you say? is the thing that you're most excited about. The thing that I'm most excited about right now, I think we're gonna move into our log home in like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, on. after like 16 months of building. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm anxious to come to the housewarming party. And Thank you. Just wanted, Thank wanted you. To know I appreciate you coming in today. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Next time on Real Life Leadership with Tracy Spears. I just don't think you can be sitting here in the way that and showing showing up in the way that you are without all those trials and tribulations oh, yeah. though yeah aren't they the greatest Ab times absolutely i mean now they are yeah it never feels like it when you're going yeah, through yeah, it but but then you look back and you're like okay you know it's you know lesson learned there right yeah. and lesson learned there and yeah. and um and, and you do have a tendency to remember the failures much more than you do sure. you know the successes but, um, but, but all those accumulated failures, failures, as long as you're, you're failing forward, you're learning from them, you know, and you're getting better and you're committed to a lifetime of learning, it, 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 you know, it, which is never ending. Yeah. Hi, this is Tracy. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. To find out more about our books, online courses, and other resource materials, check us out at tracyspears.com.